Well, hello there. If you're looking for some of that good old-fashioned southern tomfoolery, you, my friend, are in the right place. I'm Josh, and welcome to the 63rd episode of us making our way through the Starfinder universe. If you haven't yet, you should definitely come check out our Discord server. We have what I'd consider some of the best shenanigans this side of the Mississippi going on there pretty much all the time. All of us on the show do our best to be as active as possible in the community, and I know I've made lasting friendships with a good number of you. So come join us. Come share your thoughts on the show. Make some new friends. Discuss your own role-playing experiences. Share a drink or some memes. Talk about your favorite music, books, movies, or games. We have a channel for damn near everything, and they're all active. Every single person in our community is amazing. And you're so awesome that I'd love for you to be a part of it. We're one big ridiculous family, and I promise you'll fit right in. For those of you who are already part of the STF family, I love you, and thank you for being a part of our lives. Also, I can't believe that one year of tomfoolery is already behind us. A year! So, here's to a very happy, if a bit belated, birthday toast to the rest of the crew, and to all of you for making this journey with us. Here's to another amazing year of this adventure. I can't wait to see what our second year has in store, and I'm looking forward to getting to meet you if I haven't had the chance just yet. Now, I hope you're ready for today's episode, Memories Can't Fate, because here we go. As you all know, we are kind of recording double time during this COVID-19 outbreak, pandemic, as they're calling it these days. It is a pandemic, I'm not joking. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. But I think it's starting to get to me, for sure. <laughs> uh, certainly, I think it got to us. Some of us, last combat, that was probably the messiest combat we've ever done since like episode three, I think. But it was a lot of fun. Um, you guys ended up on top of that one. You did well. But before we get into the game, what are y'all doing to stay sane? Because obviously what I'm doing isn't working for me. <laughs> so I compiled a list for you guys. Of everything I've watched on Netflix since we've been in quarantine. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Let's hear it. So, right out the gate, I've got season one of Bloodline, which is 13 episodes, which is dope. That's an underrated show that nobody talks about anymore. It's You've really watched good. that before, haven't you? Yeah, like, when it first came out, like, five years ago. Yeah. It was one of the earlier, like, Netflix originals. Uh, but it's really good. Check it out. Uh, I watched Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy last night, which I know John thought was a snooze fest. I really enjoyed it. 
I heard that was good. Um, Haven't seen it though. It's a good I mean, Radiohead song. <clears throat> There's all that is true. Uh, I've watched a bunch of stand up. I watched the my favorite one so far has been Ronnie Chiang Chiang Chiang, the the guy that was on fucking The Daily Show. It? Okay, um, yep. nailed it. His his stand up uh, Chinese man destroys America, um, which is amazing. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, Tiger King. I mean, like yeah. I, uh, we've all watched Tiger King, right? Oof. Yeah, I'm not done with it. Yeah, like you should. But I mean, that's I what everybody. It's, it's number one in America right now. It's the yeah, number one for thing a reason. So I watched it in. Well, I watched six episodes in one night, and then woke up and watched the the, the finale. The finals, I, yeah. I have yeah. like the last three quarters of the finale to watch. That's nice. like it. Wow. I'll uh, probably have it done when we finish the session. Honestly, yeah, that's what nice. I'll watch. Uh, I watched Pete Davidson's Alive in New York stand up. It was pretty good. If you, uh, I watched Tom Segura's newest stand up, Ball Hog, last night. Um, I watched a bunch of shit last night, but uh, I watched The Naked Gun, some classic Leslie yeah. Nielsen. There you go. Fucking physical comedies. And we saw uh, shaking her head, mouthing, never seen it. I should watch yeah, that. I, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, it's just jaded. We moved on. Uh, uh, I watched Mark Maron's most recent stand up as well. Um, Lots which of was really good. Yeah, a whole yeah. lot of stand up. Yeah. Well, I mean, you gotta uh, well, laugh in a time like this. Well, but though. I also watched like two whole seasons of TV shows, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, today before we recorded, I, wa- I finally watched Dolomite is My Name, and that shit was awesome. Finally. That yeah. shit's great. Yeah, I, I definitely it. want to watch that for sure. You know what is on my queue to watch tomorrow afternoon? What's that? 2001. Baby, stay yes. out. Finally, what? Is it really? <laughs> yep. It took the yep. end of the Proud world of just for you to fucking watch it. <laughs> well, I feel like, I feel like it's it now still might not happen. It's still contextually appropriate now that like uh, to, yeah. to watch it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I'll appreciate it even Motherfucker, more. Motherfucker, it was always ever. contextually appropriate. We're playing a sci-fi right, game. I'm not, Get out of I'm here. I'm not watching it anymore. That's <laughs> okay. No, no, no. no, 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 no that's what's going to happen. Well, I mean, I hope you that you'll be you able to scratch it. it off your bucket list, man. You know, before. Well, you know, I was until bucket. Heath was a dick. And so now out of misplaced pride, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> that no, seems grown up. I've mostly yeah, just Definitely not. I didn't just turn 39 this week. No, I've mostly just been playing video games, uh, alternating back and forth in about equal time, probably a little bit more uh, on one than the other, but uh, between Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal. They're yeah, I mean, you know. Perfect antidote for each other, you know, just yeah. make my little village, have talk to nice little animal people, collect a bunch of random stuff, plant trees, you know, do all that stuff, and then I murder demons. That. Cut them in half with chainsaws, it's, blow them up. It's the most bipolar thing no I've shit. ever seen in, in gaming to, no for those kidding. two games to be released at the same time, and so, so, so many people are, are playing both. I think I yes. saw like so a matchup between the two. Both. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they they honestly complement each other well. You know, it's yeah. like, Doom is really intense. I'm playing on one of the higher difficulties, so it's like well, yeah. hardcore I mean, it's focus. Like- it's like eating a whole jalapeno or ghost pepper and then eating some ice cream. Like, I get it. Yeah. We are two weeks away from Final Fantasy VII Remake coming out at time of recording. So when this comes out, it should it. be coming out soon or already? Yeah, it's probably already yeah, it's probably, out. They're probably, probably already, already playing out. it. 
Hey, people in the future, how are you liking Final Fantasy VII Remake? Hit us up in the Discord. I'm really enjoying it. (laughs) Well, no, I don't. Never mind. Never mind. How about that uh, cloud? Oh, when does Cyberpunk come out? It's in September. uh, Forever away. Oh, they pushed it back? Yeah. We could have been playing that during this. We could have. Cyberpunk would have been the best... Uh, you know, oh, at home game dude. to play for sure. Yeah, you know, for and, sure. Animal Crossing. Who needs Cyberpunk? Mm. Well, I'm, I'm gonna let that one slide. To, I just don't want to. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm trying really hard to just pretend like none no, of that I mean, happens. Look, I was, no, no, I was no, sitting no, there no, last night. You've had night. your time, Heath. So, uh, oh, come on. Z- no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> I was sitting there last night. <laughs> I was like, and, and I was like, I'm walks, not prepared. <laughs> Zach walks through the living room, and I'm just, you know, zoned out playing Animal Crossing. And I look up, and I'm like, Zach, never do this. Never do this to yourself. Never start this game. <laughs> I don't think you had to worry about that, like Great. in the slightest. Well, well, to be honest, though, I have like sat on the couch and watched Josh play more Animal Crossing than I'm going to admit on air right now. Well, that was more Animals. like a a, 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 a <laughs> time a time of necessity type thing. Like, what else were you going to do? That's what he was playing. You're at his house, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, he could have gone and played Monster Hunter instead. Yeah, see, He's that's just literally I, no. I literally, I was like, all right, I'm fixing to go hunt some monsters. And then um, I sat there for probably 45 minutes, an hour. <laughs> Instead, you crossed some animals. Yeah. 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 See, it you is could have actually is, been helping me with fucking Monster Hunter. That's what all I've been fucking doing is just Monster Hunter. And I won't see you guys whenever fucking Final Fantasy, well, because Final Fantasy is currently being played right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Are we really trying? The time uh, continuum. My brain hurts. Like, I asked you things to help me stay sane and get my brain focused. And, Adam, and your feet. you know who working. we are, right? Well, if it makes you feel any better, I tried to do, like, some some outside stuff, like, yesterday. Yes. Like, Brave. I was going to do some, like, gardeny stuff. But then, like, I fell and I scraped my knee, so I gave up. You're a brave and majestic butterfly. <laughs> that was like, that was like worse <laughs> than Josh level story there, dude. Like that, I don't. Josh, that's all I've got. You really you never get that. that one, Emily. No, you no, like you never get that bad. You're welcome, well, uh, Josh. Sure. Heath, he, I'm looking forward to starting a Divinity Two game with you tomorrow. Same. Yeah, Sorry. Uh, I'm, I've got a lot of pepper in my throat from this uh, um, Michelin okay. tire. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, the Ralph Macchio. I'm so done with you. Want to just you want to just like call it quits right here, Adam? We'll yeah, like there is no way my brain is is aligned <laughs> after the conversation we just had, after the opening banter that we just had. I, I was hoping for some sort of like leveling, and all I got was bipolar video gaming, uh, somehow randomly falling just because you went outside. And pepper in your Michelin tire. Is that about sum it up? Yeah. Well, I gave you an entire right. list of Netflix recommendations. Yeah, it started off great. That was so long yeah. ago. Who can even remember? Well, yeah, that was that was Weeks in the ago. future past ago, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, Final Fantasy is so good. By the time this airs, I'll have watched Beastars. So oh, that's actually yeah. good. Okay, that's, no, stop, stop. No, nope. that's right, super we're gonna play. on brand nope. for Emily. Yeah. That's where I'm putting. That's where I'm drawing. Adam, 
we're, what's yeah, we're playing on the, the, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what's happening. Y'all just broke time and space in the game that we're playing. Um, all sorts of things went wrong, but you ended up defeating the scientists, including Oliviana, the head scientist, who you know holds the data pad that you are after, that has some, some information. And she also has um, her hand, which I think you're after as well. Because you guys Wait. are fucking psychos. But yeah, we're going to cut it off. All right, so Zeno, <laughs> you're, you're up on the, on, on the catwalk there, and Sedona's still over there across from you on the catwalk, just kind of like struggling. Seizing out. Yeah. What do y'all do, what do, do here? Call uh, the manufacturer. Not bad. Orin will turn off <laughs> Starlight for him for sure conserve my minutes you know what i mean i don't have rollover so <laughs> right I mean, you gotta uh, yeah i mean after, after don't have he's, done, he's just gonna calm player. down and, and that fury will sort of just slowly fade and he'll just let his moat float back up behind him all right uh zeno zeno is going to rush over to where sedona is and just kneel down and just kind of proper head on one of his knees, just trying to. Yeah, and after you know about diagnostics, you know. Yeah, about twenty thirty seconds, she comes back to you as she has before. You recognize this. This is her regaining a memory. She awakens to you, kind of cradling her. She says, "Zeno, I've just had another memory returned to me. I, I've been here before too." Zolan had me shackled to the catwalk over there next to the rune drive. Well, he shouted questions at me incessantly. His fury and his moves to wipe the spittle from his mouth and his brow as he shouted at me. It was so much. And she gingerly touches her shoulder and continues to say that the Sardat dislocated my arm. When I couldn't provide the information that that he wanted. And in response to this, Sedona seems to purse her lips in determination even further against Zolan. As she's remembered all the trouble that and grief that he caused her while she was under his control. You see the look of, you know, the young Sedona that you remember... Zeno, when when she was like at the peak of her captaincy of the Epic Tracer, and, and had this like determination to defeat injustice, you see that same resolve set upon her face. She's like, "I will end the Sardat." Well, we're close. All we need to do is just take a few more steps. And soon, this story will come to an end. Yes, this... And she pulls herself up. She says, let's join the others. I, I'm, I'm about tired of being unable to help during these fights. Is anybody hurt? And she'll kind of, like, you know, start walking down towards... I'm going to help her, you know, her. shoulder her a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and so she doesn't seem to have taken any injury, you know, just like she was kind of overwhelmed with her memory flooding back, and she, you know, is going to kind of walk down the catwalk, 
over to Oren and walk down the stairs. You You're alright, Sedona. Uh, yes, uh, another memory has returned, Oren. Hmm. He just lets that one hang. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't think. I was just thinking about it, but I don't think Mike would have even noticed that she went down. Like no. He wouldn't have no, any idea not. that that no. happened. No. Same with no. So I think Ziva. I think while that was all going on, he probably would have busied himself with like rifling through Oliviana's pockets trying to find we need a data pad, right? Definitely. No, we have the data pad. We need her we, we need her blood. <laughs> yeah. Well, you need both, which she Yeah, has. we need we need <laughs> we needed another data pad cuz we already had her journal, not the data pad we needed. I'm sorry, you're correct. You are correct. Here's what she has on her. She has elite station wear. A carbon staff, a frostbite class zero pistol with two batteries, a Mark II serum of healing, a purple sphere aeon stone, Ooh. the control <laughs> harness, the control harness data pad, and an Aurelis key card. Uh, I want that aeon stone. Every, I think everybody wants that Aeon Stone. I mean, what's do, the Aeon Stone do? Yeah, yeah, what does it what's do? Aeon and then we can, we can so narrow it down. That is a purple sphere. Let me see. We'll look it up. Yeah, purple sphere is will give you... An invisible force field around you that functions as a purple force field. Daily capacity of 10 charges and fully recharges itself every 24 hours. It's a level so a, 7 item. Yeah, purple Ooh. force field gives you... A temporary HP of five and fast healing two. Damn! So, so you regain you regain so, two two of your shield every turn. Yep. So before yeah. we before we get into a roll off situation here, I will say I already have a brown one, which is just one, but it is it's one HP and it reheals itself every turn. So mm-hmm. so mean, with the Aeon stones, do they have to have be? Does the equipment have to be able to be socketed with an Aeon Stone, or is it It just floats around your head. It floats around your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so my, you don't... Mine is socketed into my armor, though. Yeah, now some will socket in, but if you don't, you can have it just floating around your head. Yes, that's okay. correct. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I want it. <clears throat> not going to lie. I want it. I mean, I want it too. I have I think, one I think, that's, but it's bright yellow. It's for like culture, essentially. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, purple. One. That's kind of my thing. Purple's know? my thing as well, <laughs> my dude. Uh, purple's not my thing, but having a bunch of HP sure is. Um, I mean, if we're gonna all roll off, I will say who. If I win it, I will give somebody else my brownstone. <laughs> All right, well, let's roll it. Flat twenty, well, flat twenties across the board, yo. Know. Flat twenties. All right, let's roll them on roll twenty. What do you think? No, nope. I think that's a yeah. terrible idea. It's a terrible but... idea because I just got a two. You guys have fun. All right, I got a nineteen. I got a two as well. Let me see. Actually, I, roll on. I got a one. Oh <laughs> my god! Hold on. Let me see what I got. Hold on. Glad I got that out of the way. Let's see here. I got a one. No way! Jesus, wow. Alright, so Mike, who do you give the brown one to? What level is the brown one? Should the brown is like the base off. level. It's the like early level one. It's one temporary HP and fast healing one. Yeah, but it matters what level item it is because um, Josh may be able to sock it, or Fel may be able to sock it. 
in my pistol. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's a stone and not a force field? Yeah. Oh, it's a force field. Yeah, never mind. It's not a stone. Uh, So it's just the force field. Yeah. It's just the force field. So who are you going to give the force field to? Well, I mean... Here's the thing is like... Roll off. (laughs) There you go. All right. Here's the thing is that you actually have to do an engineering check to take it out of your armor upgrade slot. Uh-huh. Well, I can take care of that. Yeah, I mean, I could right. aid him. I can aid him. Who who Doing wants right a little now. bit of a little bit of temporary HP? A little bit of buffer. Who gets yeah. hit? Oh, I, I think mean, Ziva. I think Ziva. Uh, I would it. like it if there's a if we're just do, do you have a slot in your armor to put it I in? have Kasatha Microcord. Let me see here. Two. I have upgrade slot one. Yes. Alright. Well there you go. Alright. There you go. Alright. Done and done. Y'all handle that. Woo. Because while that while you guys are kind of all doing that and you you, you get the gear and you get the data pad. Zeno, you're looking at this head scientist lady, this lady who tried to inject nanobots into you, and and the rune drive is literally next to you right now in this big containment chamber, and you are just flooded with memories and times from the past. I need some doodly-doos, guys. He's gonna go up there and touch. We find ourselves at an independent biomedical research facility called Bodhi Labs. As automated doors slide open, we hear the sound of Xenophanes 5's hard soled shoes on the sterilized floors of the lab. The android enters and detects the lingering odor of cleaning agents. The lab itself is, of course, pristine. Every tool and article has a position and resides in its place. A new addition, ceramic tables complemented by leather seating, are fixed at various areas within the lab. Obviously replacement furniture after the recent containment breach involving overtuned magnetic applications. Along the way, rows of isolated modules can be seen submerged into the walls, each devoted entirely to a different response test. Researchers attend to some of these modules, staring through the transparent polycarbon plate, running hundreds of trials and recording their results in their company-issued data pads. Zeno arrives at the station he's frequented lately, eager to see the results from last night's experiment. He's had a fair bit of autonomy since arriving at Bodhi Labs, something he's been grateful for. Ever since his encounter with the Drift Being, Zeno sought out every opportunity to perform research to provide answers to that fateful experience. At first he felt the answers would no longer elude him here, where he could conduct research into the nature of how nanobots interface with biological components. Zeno sighs mutely to himself, as he records the latest failure, an application of adaptive learning nanobots that provide biosensory feedback to synthetic flesh. 
The experiment was unsightly. An aberration of overcharged nanobots festering through the pores of synthetic flesh. At the press of a button, the mess is vaporized instantly. He thinks. I thought I'd be further. Perhaps unravel one string that would unravel more and unfasten this damned Gordian knot. As if vocalizing his frustrations, he hears the good doctor from the office adjacent to his. Fuck. What was that ancient adage? Misery loves company. Even at his approach, he could hear the Newton's cradle incessant clacking. Zeno thinks to himself again. Humans and their annoying tendencies, clicking pins, drumming fingers, and even baubles that make noise. If I have anything on my desk, it will be silent. Zeno 5 gently knocks on the doctor's already open door and quietly inquires. Everything all right in here? Inside, rows of books, some of which Dr. Grigant penned herself. Zeno recalls her saying she's read every single one she hasn't written at least twice. This is not the first time Zeno has seen her poring over her hollow screen in disappointment, perhaps even a grimace over her face. I wasn't ever really adept at that skill. Oh, heard me again, Xenophanes. I apologize. Just going over the last minutes of some meeting. Must have been some meeting. More pressure from Eclipse? Without asking, Xeno-5 takes a seat across from her desk, all his vision in focus. The decorational scrolls detailing the Four Noble Truths, a philosophy dating back to Galarian, strung on each wall, and the reverse print of the minutes from which appears to be the finance staff meeting upon her hollow screen. As if feeling his gaze pierce through to her very core, she enables the privacy filter on her hollow screen. How goes your research, Zeno? Making any headway? Tell me you found some lucrative application. Vaporized just a few minutes ago. The doctor slumps a little in her seat, feeling slightly defeated. Well, that won't win any awards. Not that I've won any lately either. Just remember, focus on the signal, not the noise. An oft-repeated phrase she liked to use. Zeno and the good doctor's conversations have always been a little placid, a little light on the intake, keeping details close to the chest. However, during his time here, he's come to admire Dr. Grigant. He's heard of her work in nanotechnology. She was thorough for a human, a brilliant mind and dedicated to her work, calculated and driven. Well, I'm off to lunch soon. Care to check out that new Kasatha Cafe nearby? It's still too early for me. Perhaps another time. I'd like to try a different approach. As Zeno leaves the office, he thinks to himself. Perhaps a quartz-based application tuned to the variance in frequencies between the vast and the drift. Meanwhile, Dr. Gagant, still at her desk, scrolls down to the next correspondence. A new message from Eclipse Innovations. We move forward in time few months, and find Xeno-5 uncomfortably looking on 
as Dr. Gagant injects one of the military test subjects with her newest compound of nanobots. The test subject is a soldier and is strapped on a medical table flanked by two higher level officers who have been acting as security in the last months. As the injection works its way into the soldier's veins, his face contorts into a grimace and then lets loose a blood-curdling scream. Blood begins to seep out of his nose and ears as the nanobots do their work, agitating and tearing every pain receptor from the inside out. Dr. Gagant furiously takes notes and then nods to another scientist who proceeds to administer another injection, this time filled with a serum of some sort. As the infusion works through the soldier's body, the doctor watches with hopeful expectation. The soldier continues to scream as all of his body is consumed with pain before finally involuntarily clamping his teeth down upon his tongue, leaving his mouth a bloody mess. Zeno turns his head against the gore, feeling that nagging sense of being unsettled, and shakes his head. The doctor's head falls, defeated. She throws her clipboard to the ground with a violent clatter and yells at everyone to leave the testing room and return to their offices or cubicles. Zeno looks over his shoulder at the doctor and sees her looking desperately at the two security personnel, quietly pleading with them for something that Zeno couldn't make out. Two more soldiers start to push him out as he lingers, and then the door to the lab is shut with the new soundproof doors that were installed by Eclipse Innovations a couple months ago. Zeno walks back to his desk and looks begrudgingly at the security camera that looms over his workstation, another new security measure. As the android returns to his work, he laments the freedom he once had here to study his own theories and research. All projects and resources are now strictly managed by Eclipse Innovations and require corporate approval. At first, this had just proved to be an extra measure of red tape, but his work had still been approved with a little help from Dr. Gagant's endorsement. However, since Eclipse Innovations had made a deal with a new client from the military sector, all resources had been redirected towards this new project of managing pain. Details of what results they were supposed to be achieving have been frustratingly kept quiet, with assignments being given out on need-to-know basises leaving most of the scientists in the dark about this increasingly unsettling project. Through all of this, Dr. Gagant has become increasingly distant from her staff, and Zeno has noticed her looking more and more stressed and fatigued. Zeno resigns himself to his desk and begins to work on the data entry of the last few failed experiments. One such experiment had even been conducted on himself. Dr. Gagant had pulled him aside a week or two before she began retreating to her office more and more. He had agreed to let her inject him with a different strain of nanobots to see the effect they may have on android biotechnology. Zeno was relieved when the nanobots did not cause him any pain, but was a little stressed when the doctor said she wouldn't be able to remove them. He scratches his neck nervously and looks at his cactus for the reaffirmation that he acquired it for. A cactus can go a long time without fresh nourishment while still growing tall just as he would continue to grow even if the resources and ability to achieve his own goals had dried up. A few hours later 
the laboratory's intercom system crackles, and Zeno hears Dr. Gagant's strained voice. All personnel, please report back to the main testing lab. Staff meeting in 15 minutes. Zeno 5 is in the main lab with the rest of his peers and co-workers, who all look equally curious and nervous about what this meeting's purpose will be. Finally, Dr. Gagant emerges from her office, eyes puffy, flanked by two of the senior security officers. She walks up to her crew and addresses them. Team, scientists, friends, I want to begin by thanking each of you for all of your hard work. It has been a great pleasure watching your minds grow and discover. I will never forget what we have achieved here. As you know, the last few months have been challenging. And I know many of you are not even sure what it is that we have been trying to do. For that, I can only apologize. Yet I still am unable to fully disclose our project and intent here. I just want you to know that your efforts have not gone unnoticed or unappreciated. It is for that reason that this next bit is so difficult to say. Due to our... No, she corrects herself. My inability to yield the desired results by our new client. With this, her eyes dart resentfully to the soldier standing on either side of her. But then she continues. Eclipse Innovations has made the decision to close this lab. Effective immediately. The Bodhi Biomedical Labs will be sold to Abadar Corps and most likely converted into a non-research-based medical facility. I will provide you all with Abadar Corps' recruiting packages as they have expressed interest in retaining as many of you that want to stay. These packages will be in your email by the end of the day. She pauses for a moment, then takes a deep breath. I myself will not be taking Abadar Corps' offer, as my commitment to my contract with Eclipse Innovations has not yet been fulfilled. So it is with a heavy heart that I must say goodbye to all of you as I continue my journey without you. Some of the scientists begin to mutter in protest or offer to join Dr. Gregant, but she only puts up her hand, silencing the crowd. None of you will be coming with me. This is a decision that I have made, not Eclipse Innovations or their military client. You will not understand, but you must accept it. Thank you all for everything you've done, but please, clear out your stations today. Security will be doing a sweep of the building at closing time, and will then lock the facility down until handing it over to Abadar Corps. And with that, she turns her back on the research team and walks into her office, closing the door. And that was the last time that Xeno 5 ever saw the good doctor. <laughs> yeah. Well. Fuck, man. So yeah, Zeno is having this this memory as he looks down at another driven scientist 
again, kind of attached so closely to something that he is so intricately involved with. And we come back to the present. What do you guys do now? Zeno's going to actually approach that. Uh, this massive structure off to his right and just kind of like stroke his hand against the panel and just think to himself, finally, after all this time, our relentless pursuit bears fruit. And he looks back at the group. This would have been impossible without you. So you touch it? Yes. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. Well, I do. to be fair, there's the containment yeah, thing. Yeah, it's containment thing, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. right, right. He touches the containment. containment field, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, you are surged with energy and magic, and you gain one spell slot back. <gasps> oh, oh, hell yeah. That's what's up. All right. Um, I think uh, in fiction, like Mike was the one that pat down or Oliviana's body and got all the, the stuff off of her, and he'd kind of, after assessing all of the equipment and items, kind of turn his eyes up to her and be like, so, like, you want a hand? Uh, yeah, y- yes, yes. Wait, you mean what? you mean a literal hand? Yeah, yeah. Do you want her hand? And we, I mean, Ziva's. You know, you pulled out the data pad, right? Yeah, I've got the data pad. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, fell, you know, I let let's let's regroup. Let's get the information that we know we need before we start poking around with and she's kind of like gesturing with two fingers at the rune drive like she Ziva's not comfortable with this thing at all Zeno's just I mean, really I, distracted I've got to say I kind of feel you on that yeah. I have like, I so before you all start digging in too much I do have some art that I want to show you Oh okay mm. Oh okay Oh, that is nice, cool dude. That looks way cooler than like the map makes it look. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, I mean that would definitely be eye catching because you're it just looks, like it looks like a shark. Shit, it does. Kinda, yeah. It does. It's straight up. It's like it's a like shark a, with a jet oh, engine which, inside of it. A which makes it even more shark. Which is like even more ominous. It's like it's yeah. mecha it's a shark. Predator. It's a yeah. mecha shark. Yeah, <laughs> seeing How that. How are we even gonna get this thing out of here? <laughs> oh, uh, I, well, once, one step at a time. Like, Zeno's honestly like overwhelmed pad. by this. Okay, so yeah, what is what is your plan here? You have the the rune drive is in the containment chamber right next to you. This has been the thing that you've been chasing for three yes. books now. Yes. You also have the data pad that came off of Oliviana. There's a lot to process here. What what, do you, what are you guys going to do? I I want to hand off the data pad to Fell. Yes. And be like, hey, right. you, you piece this information together, find out what we need to know, what information links up so we can get this thing out of here if possible and also find my fucking dad, right? All right? Uh, if somebody wants to hand me a blade, I'll cut this fucker's hand off. I mean, Zima and, and I'll wrap it up sheath. and give it to you. Is that even necessary? We got the data pad. We got the body. I just and Fel just Zima's puts her hand, the hand on. Oh my god! 
It's her <laughs> journal too, right? To be to be clear, it is her. Not there's a data pad that's not her journal. We have both. Right. There's two okay. two separate data pads, correct? Okay. Yeah. So Let's... so do we just need her hand to to access the data pad or to access no. the journal? Yeah. Correct. Okay, so we don't need to cut anything off. Do, does it need like a touch sensor thing, or do we need blood on it, or does it require the fucking removal of a hand? I why like don't you just try specific... to push? Why don't you just try to push her journal up against her what hand? What I was trying to do first. All right, so we put the hand on the journal. <laughs> yeah, the still attached hand, mind you. Yeah, sort of. That's mostly far. attached. We ha- mostly. We, it's it's it's. <laughs> We have to like really specify this because you know our history and all. <laughs> all right, crowd control. Because of who we are. This uh, is character development that we go for this method first. Yeah, you guys have gotten better. So uh, okay, here's the scene. Oh my god, Zena has Zena an aneurysm. Zena was pulling out a knife, and Fell says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't wait. think we need to cut it off." Yeah. yeah. And just uh, just slides it under her hand as as fell as uh, Ziva is trying to, like starting to cut. What happens with the journal? Yeah. The journal lights up and it bypasses the password screen with her hand. <laughs> okay. Opens perhaps up. perhaps we were a bit hasty. GG. Now Fell <laughs> looks at Ziva and says, "I mean, you might want to continue anyways, though. You never know what type of locks we're going to come up against on doors up here." I oh, really. She also has an Arellos key card on her. And that take too. the key card. Yeah, I Come mean, on, I feel guys. I feel like I took everything off of her. Yeah. All right. So the di- the diary opens, and you know it looks like a typical scientist log. What's most noticeable about it is the recent entry. And it shows her. It's like a video log as well, and it shows her nervously complaining. And not for the first time, you know, like throughout like the last few, you know, month or so, she's been increasingly more frustrated with Zolan because she's complaining that he's sabotaging the efforts to unlock the rune drive secrets by isolating the facility's divisions from one another while granting only himself the ability to examine each division's result as a whole. She goes on to discuss the recent arrival of an Aeon Guard specialist a grizzled operative named Evandrian, and expresses concern that Zolan is keeping the true nature of the research here secret from this specialist, which, if true, could spell exile or worse for the Sardat and have unknown consequences for all the scientists here. Listen, I'm just as fascinated by this rune drive as anyone else, but we don't have a chance of getting this thing out of here until we take out Evandrian. I mean, unless we can link up the teams and, I don't know, Warp this whole rock somewhere? That's crazy, but who knows? We don't know what this thing's capable of. That's a valid point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I had not thought about that. As strange as that sounds, that's. Fell does provide a salient point. I don't know. I think I'm going to just kill the bastard anyway. Ziva gives you the hardest side eye. Ziva's not about that thought at all. That freaks her right the fuck out. And drift travel doesn't? <laughs> she's familiar she's, with drift yeah, travel. She's, she's, she knows what it is. Fair. Better the evil you, you know. Yeah. Devil you know than the devil yeah. you don't. Yeah. She says, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even think it's fair to say she knows what it is. She's just No, done. she doesn't. Yeah. 
So it's just like, it's an accepted form of travel at this point. Um, she's like, well, before we start warping through realities with an unknown technology, let's, hold on, let's, let's try and get, get all, everything together. Um, okay, we know this Evandrin, or whatever his name is. Yeah, it's his name. The, this you nailed is, it. Yep. Got it in one. Um, <laughs> we he can't wear the if we, even if we were to warp out of here we can't take him with us yeah I mean we're gonna take him out regardless right I think that we should it, exactly that's the first priority yes or second priority is find Mikhail's father or what we could do I don't know if he'd believe us but key him in to what's actually going on here what Zolan's doing here. That none of this is sanctioned. You want to try to convert him to our side? Not necessarily, but, you know. If, if, Not necessarily. If, if if he sees that Zolan's going, you know, flying off on his own, going against what the, the Empire wants, then, you know, enemy of my enemy is my friend, you know? Mm. Not, not well, saying I that I'm friends with an Aslanti, but, you know. Not, well, I mean, to that point, and I'm not a very smart man, but... I have gotten a feeling from what we've discovered so far that it may be the case that he's here as much to investigate Zolan as to help him out, right? Right. So why not help him along with that? I don't know how to go about doing that without finding him. And if we do find him, he's going to try to fuck us right over like last time. And Well, maybe we try and fuck him over first. Fel looks at Ziva and says, I mean, talk to him. Tell him to throw him the journal. Have him read it. Seems easier to kill him. I'm just saying. But well, why not both? He set trap for us. Why can't we set a trap for him? I don't like it. You got you got any traps on you? I've got a genius mechanic and an ever impressive uh, android friend. Certainly, we could come up with something. Yes. Like what? We have we're a just fucking gonna... rune drive. Well, that we can't even right use. Next to you. We don't know we that. We looked at it. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Well, we've got the information that we know that we can get from this Oliviana. We know the situation with this specialist. Now let's look at what we've got with this. And she just kind of gestures with both hands. Thing, I you know. Yeah, I'm gonna take a couple steps away from it though. Yeah, I suggest. I mean, Orin will take a step up to it. I think like maybe Orin, Fell, and Zeno would all be interested in it. Yeah, Fell's interested in his computer console that he's standing near. So, so what are we gonna look at first? There's you have the data pad, a computer console, and the rune drive within the case. Well, can okay, can we do this? Can they look at? Can he unlock access to the data pad? Let us be reading that while they look at the rune drive. So, which one do you want to do first? Because I can't talk data three, pad. three ways at data the same pad. time. I think go small to biggest. Yeah. Right, so the data pad is that what you guys want to look at first? Sure. Correct. Yes, everybody. All right. Computer check. Okay. Aid. I mean, this is her data pad, right? 
Yes. Slap her hand on it. Still have to try to hack it. Okay. Oh, it's going to be... Did you aid John? Yes, I did. So that's going to be a 23 plus his aid, so 25. Okay. You got a plus four circumstance bonus. Excuse me. For having Oliviana's hand. That is enough for you to hack the data pad, which you realize yes. is actually what controls the computer console. Okay. okay so those are one, one end of the same. Um, what you get from here is a pretty important piece of information that there is a special Aeon stone embedded in the rune drive itself and that it has been activated, which means that anyone sitting on the Aeon throne the physical seat of power of the Atlantis Star Empire is now able to track this device wherever it goes in the galaxy and beyond. No shit. Hmm. So Sedona, as you know, you kind of relay this information. She says, well, simply stealing this isn't going to work. That will probably bring the full force of the Star Empire not down on us, but the Pact Worlds entirely. We can't allow that to happen. Perhaps, perhaps Mulgaborough could give us more insight on that. But on, is go ahead. Is it like the whole thing that they need this thing to be able to travel in like big groups? I mean, if we did steal it, they still couldn't travel in big groups to the Pact Worlds, right? Sure, but you're basically creating a drift beacon directly to it, wherever it is. All right, so then we destroy it. What other choice do we have? Absolutely well, not. I mean, let's check w- with Murgelberg and maybe Michael's father. Well, Murgelberg. Let's let's check with them. Link up all the scientists. They hadn't been able to share information. Let them share their information. Let them let them figure out how this thing actually works. See if we can remove that tracking. Absolutely. I agree. And, like, Mike agrees solely out of just trying to get to his dad. He doesn't know oh, shit definitely. about any of this yeah. tech, tech <laughs> stuff. Well, seeing this up close, Ziva's terrified of what would happen if we did destroy it. Like, I mean... Yeah, there's there's a lot of unknowns here, yeah. right? And there, there are three separate labs all studying different aspects of yeah. it. But you know that you have to collect the information from... to download onto this particular data pad to kind of get the bigger picture. And yep. Mergelber has also offered her expertise mm-hmm. to assess that and analyze that information. Um, however, the three of you that are kind of like standing, like look, I mean, you're there at the rune drive and you're looking at it. You're looking at it through the little glass panes that are in the containment chamber. You can see it. And you see that it's just... A cube. It's just a cube. Three feet. Three foot cube. Glowing a soft green. Just like kind of sitting in the in the middle of this containment device. It has several ports uh, on one face. All of which are connected to the control harness via thick cables. It has no display panel or any other obvious means of activating it. Roll engineering or mysticism. I'll roll the mysticism. 
Go ahead. Right, I'm gonna roll engineering, and I'm gonna use one of my inspirations on it. Can, it, can is that an aidable thing? Yeah, is it? Uh, yeah. It doesn't matter. I'm I'm finna crush this thing here. Uh, I'm talking 31. about the engineering. Thirty-one mysticism. Okay, what about the engineering? I aid. All right, I am using a uh, an inspiration on it because I don't want to fail this. So that'll be a plus five total. Yep. Oh, that's a good roll too. So sixteen go plus aid. fifteen would be thirty-one plus five would be uh, thirty-six. All right, yeah, okay. So you guys both crushed the rolls. So, Fell, as you're examining the actual casing of it, you can determine that's composed of a strange ally alloy um, that's strong and durable as adamantine alloy. Uh, but it's not that it's encrusted with tiny shards of dull gray stone and you Oren, with your mysticism check identify these shards as remnants of ancient aeon stones that have lost much of their magical power and they're often referred to as dull gray aeon stones so this entire casing has been constructed out of crushed old aeon stones to encase wow that's so many. Holy That's so shit. many. Yes. It's like yes. having an entire bathroom made out of diamonds. And <laughs> the process to manufacture this particular alloy is currently unknown to Pact World's material scientists. You have not seen this method done before. Wow. But we, I can just sense that. But, that's but you what can. This is. But you, your mysticism allows you to connect yeah. to the magic of it in, in, you know, your study of Aslanti, you know, the language and its history. You can put it together that this is Aeon material. Um, if they weren't such assholes, this would be really impressive. I mean, it's, <laughs> assholes are still not, quite impressive. Very impressive. So yeah, that's about all you can glean currently from this area. What would you like to do now? Did we check the computer? Like we know the data pad controls the computer console, correct? Mm-hmm. Is that did I understand that? Yeah. So Did it's we the do same. Anything with that? It just gave you the information okay. that it had an Aeon stone in it that okay. acts as a beacon device. You're going to need the other bits of data from the three labs to actually interface with the rune drive. All right. So to another lab we go then, yeah? Yeah. As much. Uh, as much as I'd like to stay and study it, we do need to go ahead and find your father. Well, since we know that it's, like, trackable anywhere in the universe, I don't think it's going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Not anytime soon. Yes. Um, so, as far as this room, oh, hey. there is a hallway to your west that opens up into, like, two other rooms. About that, uh, looking at the map, what about the Scion's Vestry? We're right next to it. That would be the room to the south, yeah. Yeah, it's right, it's uh, obscured on the map. Yep, is that where you're going? Yeah, let's check it out. What about this loader over here? (laughs) 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 Let's have 73 perception checks (laughs) in, in, in all seriousness. Uh, the gear that we got off of Oliviana does a pretty decent pistol and an extra battery. Does anybody need that pistol? Because I need a battery for sure. 
I mean, well, I'll look I'm at so the pistol sorry. and What's see if pistol? it's better than what I've been using. Yeah, yeah. let's uh, handle that off here. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, that I'm just saying, I, the only reason I bring it up is because it may be relevant if we get into a combat because I need a battery. No, take the battery. Oh, you have the okay. battery for sure. I've got it. Right. Take the fucking battery. battery. Roll a perception check, Oren. Can you get a bonus here because you know that there's supposed to be something here based on the map. Okay. Uh, so that's going to be a natural 19, man. Uh, plus 15. Plus four. another 5. So that's plus that's 20. So it's 39. 29. 29. No, you're getting 20 total. Two oh, okay. Yeah, it's 39. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so you can see that the wall right, right in front of you, um, to the south of you, is slightly different coloration. And you kind of trace your fingers around it and see that there's been a recently installed secret door here that opens with a touch. I slap that space bar. That door opens right up. <laughs> um, and when it does, this alabaster panel slides open, revealing two broad steps that descend dimly into a dimly lit room. The scent of incense wafts out from the chamber, which contains a tidy prayer mat placed in front of a rectangular alabaster altar. Behind the altar, a holographic tapestry bears the image of a stern Aslanti woman in a flowing gown with one raised hand. A glowing seven-pointed star floats in front of her palm. Ornate candel- uh, candelabras ca- containing glow sticks stand in the four corners of the room. Fancy. Uh, so, Orin will take a step up and look like, I mean, it looks like, a, uh, I don't know, like a a coffin almost, but it's like a glass encasing, right? Yeah, so it's like the shrine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, roll a mysticism check. Absolutely. Uh, ooh. That's not great. Um, well, it, it'll all work out in the end. Uh, 21? 21 is enough. You kind of study this, and you see all this religious symbology... Um, and symbolism. No, it, it is symbology. <laughs> it's symbology. It's symbology. I'm, I'm just making the movie reference. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you see the figure that's depicted in the tapestry as Lasala, the lawful evil Aslanti goddess of duty, fate, and obedience. Also known as the Scion of Seven, she is an ancient deity who was worshipped by the empires of Aslant and Thassalon during the days of Lost Galarian. So, like, oh, all the way back sh- to oh, Pathfinder wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. times. Like Earthfall she, and shit. Wow. Yeah, before Earthfall, or Starfall, I think it's called. Yeah. She has become the, pat, uh, the patron goddess of the Aslanti Star Empire, supposedly rewarding those rulers and their subjects who follow her strict tenets. Her holy symbol is the seven-pointed star. As wow. you look around here, you you see that there are traces of his perfidy in the room. When you first enter, you, there's this shaft of holographic light emanating from the seven-pointed star on the tapestry illuminates a handful of interlocking metal triangles resting on the altar. Closer inspection reveals that these triangles appear to have been removed from an article of clothing. Okay. Oh, shit. Uh, this is him removing the... the. Yep. 
the history the battle, to put his yeah. own on there. Yeah. 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 yeah and because you've read that, suit, because yeah. yeah, because you've read that data module, you automatically succeed on the culture check to tell that these triangles were used to indicate rank or a other important connection like a noble family, and you're reminded that taking another noble's battle regalia is a like majorly frowned like upon heresy. in the yeah in the Islanti uh, society. It's like and when so Phil does you, that. Yeah. yeah, but what you've yeah. seen here is that Zolon created this little makeshift secret room to where he actually defaced an ancient Aslant like pre-gap Aslanti royal battle regalia, stripped it of its insignia and its in its um, rank and noble designation. This However, you do not see the regalia it's here itself. You just see the residue of this. Oh, uh, the regalia is not here. No. So he's wearing Just the crest. He's, yeah. Yeah, the he's already crest. got it on. This motherfucker is an asshole among Nazis, y'all. Like, oh. Well, and it, well but he's really burning bridges. Like, yeah. more than yeah. he even realized with his own people. He's just he's just banking on the idea that whatever he can put together here will be so monumental that they'll forgive all the other bullshit that he's doing. I wonder if Ziva will say, seeing all this, I wonder if this specialist knows about all of this. I'm, he has no idea. Defacing. Leave the door Heresy. open. Heresy. <laughs> Oren says it with air quotes. Heresy. Heresy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, be, I mean, I bet he don't. I bet you he doesn't either. I mean, can we take we a should picture leave this of it and show open. it to him? <laughs> I mean, it seems kind of... Te- text him. Yeah, just just, just text, text him, like, to him, send him yes. a picture. I mean, like... So you guys really in- want to tell Evandrian this so he can tell the Aslanti Empire and send them all over here to come get us? We'll be long gone by then. Hopefully. I'm uh, I'm kind of with Orin on this one. I don't I don't think it much matters if our goal is to kill Zolan, anyways. I say we just cut this asshole's head off, go get the Sarda, and free Mike's dad, of course. Yeah, and free Mike's dad. And, and Orin like Orin like yeah, like makes like a gesture towards Mike. Like, yeah, yeah. tactic wise, I'm yeah. <laughs> Ziva will pull out like her data pad and just like take a couple of pictures, there just you go. shits and gigs. Mm-hmm. And she says, it never hurts to have the information at hand if we need to use it. Absolutely. She takes one, one selfie with it. One selfie. Yeah, she do you throws want up to the take the, like, Do you want to take the triangles themselves? Oh, if they're like... They're loose. Yes. Yeah. She will do that. I, I clamp them over my teeth like you do with bugles over your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, okay, yeah. so what do you do now? Uh, carry on into the western lab, I suppose, because it's the one closest lab to us, right? Three. Yes. Was there anything up here north of... Why don't you go check it they out? I haven't really gone there. Oh. Beep, boop, beep, Oh, beep, shit, a loader. Uh, yeah, There's we've seen the loader. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't tell if that's a, a, a Catch platform. Catch up, fella, no. <laughs> uh, so... It's like a service Yeah, elevator. so what you see here... Yeah, what you see here is exactly that. A large service elevator platform... Um, have you, if you look up, you can see that the shaft above here has been filled with several tons of concrete. And if you remember, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, so that elevator from the top floor was initially supposed to come all the way down here, but has been sealed off. So this elevator has been disabled, and so has the powered cart um, next to it. Okay. okay. Um, I'm assuming one of the other nerds is going to check out the cart, at least for a second. And assuming that, Mike would be like, hey, just like look for the hex weave, see if maybe like my dad worked on this. If we're going in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, fellas. And so you take it. a few moments to look at it. I'll let you just take 20 on okay. it. Um, and you see it's just like the other cart. It would need about one, uh, one to four hours of work to bring it back into. Um, use if you wanted to but it's basically has a speed of like 10 feet and can hold a driver and a passenger you know it's but it could kill an alien queen efficient. but no, it doesn't it does, look no, like it's no so it's not even powered armor so oh, okay. it like literally doesn't have enough strength to do any of that gotcha yeah. little TLC and we could walk that Aeon uh, I mean I'm sorry that rune drive out of here yeah, with with all that gunly, this thing won't fit up the catwalks and shit that we took to get down here. That thing's stuck. No, but if you remember, no, if you remember, there's a flat route all the way back to the yeah, where we came in, Phil. And oh, the okay, room drive yeah. itself is only three by three yeah. foot cube. Just have to yeah. get it out of that. So both loaders, one to four hours of work, we could haul that bad boy out of there. Or you could just carry, or just it. carry it by <laughs> hand. Oh, just carry it, yeah. But we have like, like, go ahead. How much time do we have left? We had ten hours, right, before this fight. How long has it been? A half hour, if that. And we still need to metagaming, get a rest in yep. somewhere. Well, and at what point do we choose oh. to get that rest? Well, now before checking the labs, because maybe we're into more I fights. I say or? one one lab, one lab, and then rest. I'm down. And depends on how that lab goes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, I want to check a lab as yeah, quickly as one possible. One lab and then for sure. rest. I mean, sure. I do think this is a good thing to have in our back pocket. Yeah. But we, we until and we have more information. We're st- yeah, yeah. We're still gathering do. information right yeah. now. So. Yeah. Phil, right. roll a perception check. Okay. Oh, he's right next to the loader. <laughs> That's going to be a 20. Dirty 20. Okay. Yeah, the loader has nothing on it. <laughs> of course it doesn't. <laughs> you see? <laughs> you see this dirty shit it's that it. Adam pulls? Uh, Alright, so let's go. multiple individuals can't. Yeah. We're all standing let's, there, but we, we don't get to. Orin, as soon as you step out, I need you to stop, and I need everybody to roll initiative. What? what? Oh, is that what the It's your boy. It's your boy. This motherfucker done right. snuck up on us. As Evandrian unloads a shot <gasps> against Orin as he's standing on the catwalk so that's above bitch. the rune drive, shooting down oh. the hall. God damn it. I this hate bitch. him so much. Do we know it's him? Oh, like, yeah. Obviously. Yep. This is a will fucking see you moment, is it not? Like. Nope. I handle those wheels fucking see you <laughs> Yeah, he, he does get mad at you if you try to jump the gun on the wheel see you. Alright, 12. 
Natural fucking 20, asshole. Oh, watch Ooh, out. Damn. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be a total of 24. Fell with another sub 10. Got an 8. Oh my gosh, Mike, what'd you get? Uh, 16. Alright, uh, Ziva? 13. Sedona got an 11. Oh boy. Alright, so we got the surprise round here. Oh, this is not going to be good. Alright, so surprise round on Oren, right at 60 feet. Alright, here we go. Well, no, we gotta talk about angles now, because... Alright. We gotta talk about angles, you're 20 feet up. I'll I'll take a minus two, because it's right at 60 feet. I'll take that minus two, one outside of my increment. Okay. Alright, so that's going to be a... I guess a 31 will hit, right? Yeah, 31. I guess a 31 will hit. <laughs> okay, so that's going to deal. Okay, that's going to do 15 points of piercing damage to Gosh, you. Gosh, dang it. That's a lot of piercing. Uh, and he's going to say to you, I told you to leave. Just go. This has nothing to do with you. Leave now and no one else will get hurt. And Oren, you're up on round one. Oren. You are 60 feet away, 75 feet away if we're counting Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> so, um, as much as Oren would love to just draw down on this asshole right now, he says, wait. The captain has a proposition for you. Nice. And he will, you know, delay his turn. Delay his I turn until after I, the I, captain. I mean, I get what. Well, I guess, yeah, okay. yeah. All right, Mike. Okay. Um, I'm assuming I could hear that. You could hear it, sure. Okay. Um. Uh. I just want to move closer, but I don't want to spook him. Um. Okay. For now, I'm gonna activate my brand new purple Aeon Stone. As a standard action. So okay. I have five temporary HP in case this shit goes soured. Sou- sour. Sour. Um, sour. <laughs> and crazy goes soured. Um, and I'm going to move up behind Fell. Just where I'm closer to the action, but not like popping out all of a sudden as the big scary lizard man. All right. It's Evandrian's turn. Evandrian is going to full attack on our... He just told us to leave. He's trying to uh, make his point, I guess. Yes, Okay, that's two 16s uh, on the die. So that's going to get it for sure. Um, oh, with your bonuses? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. All right, so both of those are going to hit. This is going to be a good bit of damage for him. Okay, so that's 12 on the first shot. Okay. And uh, that'll be 15 on the second shot. Okay. Oren is uh, below. Right. Oh, yeah. Ziva, he you're shot up. Shut the fuck up. Okay. Seeing Oren get fucking lit up, um, she will. 
put her hands up in the air and just be like, Stop! Please! Hold your fire! You want us to leave, yes? Yes. Let's... Let me show you something that you do not know about your precious Zolan. Uh, so you're going to need to roll a diplomacy first to see if you can even get him to listen to you. Because he's, you know what I mean? Okay. you gotta re- yeah. you got to change his state of mind. Okay. So obviously so, Oren's aiding. I mean, Well, you can't like, aid it because... Bullshit, you, dude. What you are you talking about? You ha- in, in combat turn order... He just took order, three shots without doing in anything. In combat turn order, you have to use your turn to aid somebody in turn order. That's just... How it goes. Well, then, then, I mean, then that's what he did with delaying his turn. I mean, he didn't know what he, right, yeah, what he was That's fair. Doing. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll give you the aid when you ceded the floor to her. So, let okay. me, yeah, I like it. Okay. Natural 19 plus 5, 24. So that's that's going to get the aid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and use uh, an inspiration on this. Mm hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, they're all the same, sorry. Okay, so 15 plus 12 is that many. 27. Plus, plus two. inspiration is two. It's plus three. Inspiration is 32. Three. Okay, 32, correct? Yes. Math is hard, and I've been drinking. It is. Okay. You succeed on your first diplomacy check okay Okay. so that reduces him from hostile to unfriendly all right okay Okay. but that was a success Warren you've used your turn to aid as you said correct so you have a movement you have a movement if you would like to use a movement um yeah he would take a step behind the captain I think Okay. Does Zeno right. have a move? Yes, Zeno would have a move. Yep. Can I pull out the triangles? Sure. Yeah, definitely she, can. She would pull those out and kind of toss them on the ground, and put her hands back up and be like, you know, if you know what this is, then you know what the situation is. Zeno, you're up. I am holding back till I. See something else. I'm readying an action in case he fires. What action are you readying? Uh, a spell. If, if he fires, you're casting a spell on him. Correct. Okay. Sedona will use her last cure, Mystic Cure. Are you? You're in your HP, right, Oren? Oh yeah. All right. She's gonna use her yeah, last sure. Mystic, Mystic Cure to heal you. As a free action, whenever she's doing that, I just want to like wave to her to like not come past me. I don't want she's her to be inside of the gun. Well, the thi- I'm okay. pretty sure isn't Mystic here a touch? Oh, it is touch. Yeah. So she's just gonna come. She's gonna have to move past you, Mike. But she's gonna get right here, kind of. You know, at least still covered by the rest of the crew. She's gonna heal Mike. I mean. Ooh, that is max on the dice. That's going to be a total of 13 healing. Okay. I will take it. Orange. 
got most of his HP back now. All right, Fell, you're up. All right, Fell's movement action is going to be to uh, turn on combat tracking. Mm-hmm. And his standard action, uh, you guys haven't seen him do this yet, uh, he's going to invoke his energy shield, which uh, <laughs> gives him 10 temporary HP for a minute. Uh, nice. And Terry comes over in your comms, says, I've been waiting for you to use this, Fell. It is exciting. I feel like I'm part of this combat with you. Yeah, buddy, you, you, you've been there this whole time. The combat track and all that shit. But I uh, appreciate the extra hand. The combat tracking was in you all along. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Round two. It's awful. Mike, you're up. Um, okay, so Mike is going to move just one space to the west uh, behind Sedona as a move action, get his uh, laser cannon ready. And uh, I've, I've just barely got a shot on him if I need to take it. I'm not trying to. But if shit goes wrong, are you ready? Are you readying an attack? You can't move in ready, right? Readying requires you to either ready a move action or a standard action that takes your whole turn, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm just I'm just equipping the weapon. Okay, all right. So Vandrian's turn, and 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 I kind of whisper to Sedona, it's like if this goes south, get out the fucking way. I'm not having you go down. So Vandrian looks at you, Ziva, like. Well, you can't really see his eyes because he's got the helmet. But his his gun, he's holding it. He just kind of sits there for a minute. He's looking at you. And his head, you can see his head move from kind of your face down to the ground in front of you, looking at the triangles. And he just says to you, Just leave. And he actually m- runs away. Well, I don't want to say run away, but he lowers his weapon and retreats away to where you can't see him and we'll fucking see you. God! Okay. God. Damn. That's okay. a bit of a pick. There it was. There it was. Yeah. I don't know. What do we do with this guy? I don't know. Uh, the thing is, look, what's going to happen is he's going to stand just far enough away we can't see him, and then as soon as we move towards not leaving, he's going to attack us. Such a fucking onion, <laughs> This episode has been sponsored by Roll20. This is how we roll.